So this has to be a quick fucking little episode because I'm in the fucking bathtub and I don't want to be running out of hot water, you know what I mean? So I took a stopper on because, I mean, ever since I was small, like a little child, I found comfort in like water, warm water and um, hot springs. I think I mentioned it before, it was like one of my favorite things about living. Um, so I just always really like hot water, and whenever, you know, it wasn't even when I was just anything, just like kind of as a practice, I would go and not run the shower, but like run the the bath faucet, you know, just like turn it on and sit and like have the hot water run over my hands and stuff, and then as I got older and I was like, oh, that's bad for the environment. I kind of would make a point of taking baths, but really what I enjoy was filling the bathtub up. It wasn't even about sitting in the bath water. I like the, the motion of the water, you know. Um, so today I'm having, I'm, I'm determined to make it the best day. Well, one of the best days, you know, like because I'm on winter break, and as much as I'm like a go-getter type where I'm like, oh, hustle, whatever, you know, like, and I, I get it. I know that in the face of our anti-capitalist Gen Z thinking, like, hustle mode is not really admirable like that, and I get that. I completely understand. I just, that's still me, you know, it's still me, and that's, it's my truth. I just don't really make a thing of it because I know it's not even really that admirable. It's very personal. I have to be very personal, but it's me and it's my truth and so I love that um, in my head where I like really want to, I want to accomplish it, you know. Um, even though the whole millennial Gen Z thing, anti-capitalist or communist, I get that. And I agree with that on a um, values level and I agree and that everybody deserves their, you know, everybody deserves to have their basic standards, like, I mean, it's a human rights thing, you know, like, everyone deserves to have a place to live, have a place to stay, and deserves to eat, especially if we're in a country where we can afford that, why would we not give people that, like, are we really that greedy? I'm not, I just like to do shit, and I like to have fun, and I like opulence, I'm not gonna lie, you know, um, I think the argument communism makes is that everybody deserves basic shit, you know, but I'm of the opinion that I deserve opulence and I love opulence and I'm gonna if that requires working really hard then I'm gonna work really hard to to have the opulent shit. I love Chanel, I love Gucci and like I understand the you know, if you're oversimplistic about it it's I mean not worth it. I get that, but fuck, I still like it. It still brings me joy knowing all of that, you know, and I mean, knowing that it's not worth it, knowing that whatever. It's just because I like shiny shit, bitch. Like, what the fuck ever, you know what I mean? So anyway, I am on an Adderall, and I'll try to drink a little bit. Um, not a lot. I really kind of like, well, I think like half a truly this morning and then another truly today, but I am kind of a lightweight with alcohol. I think it's just kind of to get me going. Um, I don't depend on drugs. I'm not drug dependent. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, um, once in a while, I think it's fun. And why not? I think, like, even when I was a teenager, and this might be controversial because, um, I mean, it's true. Probably teenagers shouldn't be taking drugs. <laughs> but I was um, smoking weed when I was a kid. I mean, a teenager, not a kid, you know, and, like, 
I mean, enjoying drugs is something that I'm comfortable with. And I think we have these conversations with our higher selves. You know, I was talking to Tommy, my boyfriend, about this last night. We have a conversation with our higher selves, and we learn what we're okay with and what we're not okay with. And one thing that I truly am okay with is my kind of, like, indulgent personality and also, you know, the joy I get from drugs. It's not like I really depend on drugs for joy. It's not like I, you know, if we were eradicated of drugs that I would be joyless. But I don't depend on it. I just like it, you know what I mean? And I have tested that. I've gone through chilies, you know, like, I was supposed to be in much, I don't think. You know, and I go back to leave once in a while. I mean, when I know that it's cool, and I'm like, I've gone through here where I'm like, okay, I don't really need weed. I'm, I'm cool, you know. And Adderall is a different story because I don't think I misuse Adderall. I have ADHD. It's just a matter of when I decide to take it and when I don't decide to take it. Um, when I do take Adderall, I feel like I'm better at listening to people because um, I can kind of listen to them and process my own thoughts as I'm listening to them and hold on to those thoughts and recite them after they're done speaking, whereas when I'm not on Adderall, I just kind of feel like I'm either listening to them or I'm responding, you know? And so it's like ideally there would be a long pause after somebody talks, and then I think about it and process it and respond, but that's not how conversations happen, you know? So then what ends up happening is I – listen to the person talk, and then I just jumble out some stupid shit at the end of it if I say anything at all. Otherwise, I'm really quiet. People always say I'm really quiet. This is before I knew I had ADHD. People always told me I was really quiet, even though I never <laughs> felt like that was not not my personality at all. I was always, you know, as people are talking to me, I'm making all these judgments and having all these observations and thoughts and responses and stuff, and then it's just when they finish saying what they're saying, I just forget all of it. <laughs> you know, um... So today I kind of, um, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm down to make it one of the best days. And, yeah, that's part of the drugs, you know. It's like I think that um, this is what I, I kind of came up with when I was in an ultimate state of clarity and health and whatever, you know. I am still that, but health is not always the priority. And, who you know, for a person in their 20s, is health ever really the priority? I feel like that's kind of, you know what I mean, like, it's a balance of healthy living and excitement living and, you know, learning and all this other stuff. I think in your 20s, you kind of want to have the grand sum of an experience of life, you know, and then um, the grand sum, not the balanced sum. And then when you kind of get older, you start to balance it, right? You kind of weight things more. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Fuck, shit. Uh uh, I don't remember at all. I think it was about, yeah, having, oh, yeah, like the drugs. Okay, so I think that now that we're in a pandemic right now, this really, I thought of this, and I wrote about this, like, just in my notes and stuff before the pandemic, but I was reflecting on why I was so into drugs for a minute, you know, and I, I just said earlier in this podcast that, like, I had a period where I was, and I still am very comfortable with how much I enjoy and I think that it's not a problem, you know, I don't do it often, and I don't depend on it, like I said, I just really enjoy the experience when I am in it, um, and um, I like being sober just as much, I do love being sober, and I think I like being sober even more, because I spend most of my days sober, you know what I mean, it's just that 
I really, you know, I can find the joy in the things. And part of it is the novelty, and that's just a simple aside. It's not that deep. Um, and so basically the revelation and the writing was about, um, I think it was a response to something I had seen about people who were, you know, somebody said something about, and I forget why I was taking a class like on drug education at the time, and the class was surprisingly enlightening and um, validating in my beliefs about, you know, how like the majority of drug users don't become addicted to the drugs that they use, even hard drugs, you know, it's people who are going through something mentally, emotionally, or they have some kind of other issue, and it could be due, tied to like systemic institutional inequalities. Often it is. And that kind of missing piece in their life is what makes the drugs so attractive to them, you know, makes hard drugs. Because, you know, like, I've never tried mess, but I've heard about people's experiences on mess and, and crack and on heroin and stuff, and it doesn't seem pleasurable. You know, I mean, it is pleasure. I mean, heroin especially, I've heard it described as just like absolute pleasure, and I've even heard it described as being in like a warm bath. So maybe I'll stay away from heroin because you guys will um, really, really like heroin. But anyway, um, I mean, it's so funny. I've told people before that like if I live until I'm 80, that's when I would try heroin kind of as a treat for living until I'm 80. But anyway, like, people who become addicted to hard drugs and, and really find it, like, better than their situation and worth kind of forcing over their whole life over for, their lives need work. You know what I mean? And it's, like, work that they can't do or they find... They don't have the strength to do it or something like it's not, you know, and I don't mean to demean people who are addicts. I think people who overcome addiction are incredibly strong and people who are going through addiction in their current state are very strong also. And um, I mean, there is pity. I'm sorry to say that there is pity, you know, when I see somebody who is strung out and they're homeless or they're strung out and they're not homeless and they're just fine. I mean, financially or whatever, they're whatever, but they are strung out. I mean, Working at the pharmacy, I see it a lot. I, I feel bad for them, and there is pity, and I'm sorry that there's pity, but there is, and I just think that addiction is misunderstood, and it's something that we, we um, kind of will just attribute to anybody who's, you know, somebody can have a hard partying lifestyle and not be addicted to drugs, you know what I mean? Or somebody can really enjoy drugs and not be addicted to drugs. And in fact, that is most people, and that's what I learned in my drug education class. So when I see posts about people who are like, um, kind of talking down or, or kind of like really um, just critical of people who enjoy drugs in general, and living in Portland, you hear, you know, like, I know that that's a sentiment that people who are in more conservative states have towards people in more liberal states or states that, you know, legalize marijuana. And there's people smoking marijuana everywhere. It's like, oh, my God, it's a whole city, a whole, a whole state of drug addicts, you know. And that's not the case because, like I said, most people, and that was the takeaway from that course for me, is that most people who do drugs, even hard drugs, do not become addicted to them. Addiction is a problem that comes up when there are other problems. You know what I mean? Somebody feels that their life is unfair probably because it is unfair. 
probably because there is systemic inequality and racism and unfairness, you know what I mean? And that's what we need to focus on to fix. So what I'm saying for me is that I just like drugs. And sometimes drugs is a cheap vacation, especially in a pandemic. And you're not really supposed to be going anywhere. And I'm, you know, yeah. My boyfriend and I talked about going to Miami Beach. And we're like, <laughs> and the idea kind of like, we, we uh, talked about it for like five minutes. And then we're like, okay, no, that's ridiculous. We're going to wait it out and get our vaccines and then vacation. Because we waited so long, it would be just purely idiotic if we got the coronavirus right now. It'd be insane and we've just done so well we might as well just wait it out you know um and then we'll travel but in the meantime i'm kind of okay with myself not doing drugs all the time but i am on winter break i don't have a lot to do i just need to like wrap presents i already got most of my presents i want to get my person another present i got my mom some sweaters and my dad some um a jacket from carhartt which we all love Carhartt. I think Carhartt is amazing in that it's like appealing to like the teenagers and to the working dads. It's amazing. Um, I don't think it's a problem. You know what I mean? And I, that was the point of my little like essay or whatever I wrote on it a while ago. And it was like, sometimes it's just not that deep. And I'm somebody who is very philosophical and an overthinker. And I think a lot. And I love when we get really deep and dissective. I don't even know if that's the word with the subject, but sometimes it is that, sometimes it's not. And for me with drugs, it's that I just like it. And it's like a vacation and a mental vacation. And not that I don't love my normal mental state, it's just a different thing, you know? And um, my boyfriend has a coworker, he's a dentist, a coworker, not a coworker, an old colleague that he used to work with, and she, telling him about a shroom trip she took and how it was a really spiritual experience for her. And did I roll my eyes? Yes, I'm not going to lie. I did roll my eyes because I'm like, it's like everybody's first shroom experience. You think it's so special. And I mean, it is special, you know, but then you think like that you're the only one who's experienced it or whatever. And I'm like, okay, girl, calm down. And so she was telling him about it and he told me about it. And I was like, of course, it was like that for her. It's like that for everybody. You feel like, um, kind of like an isolation, but it's good, you know, and like, she felt like her dad, and then when I took my first shroom trip, shroom trip, I felt my aunt, and it's just like, I think she was like, telling him something like, it was like, he needs to try it or whatever, and he has tried to, so I'm like, I, I've talked to him about it, like, um, when you, because he kind of like, was talking about shrooms and psychedelics in a way where he's like, mm, it's whatever, and I'm like, have you really experienced it though? And he's like, yeah, of course. Like I watched the flame, like dancing, it's amazing, whatever, you know. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you know what? When I was on shrooms for the first time, I was also camping. I was camping with these girls who were also doing it for the first time, and I was like in shock of how little of an emotional experience it seemed like they were having. They were really focused on the like just the, how things looked weird and felt weird and stuff. And I was like, are you guys even really feeling this right now? I think it's just because, you know, I hate the word empath because I think, like, empath has been hijacked as a word to, like, be used for, like, people who are emotionally manipulative or people who whatever. But, you know, bitch, you know there are people who are just empaths and they're not bad people and they're just emotional, you know? And I'm 
I'm one of them, you know, and I don't, this is why I have this podcast is because there's a lot of cringy shit that I believe and I say and stuff, but I don't really, and I, and I know that I can explain it and people would understand it if I could explain it to them for like a minute or two, but I just don't really feel like explaining it for a minute or two all the time and I don't really feel like people will get it anyway and so then I don't. And so that's why I have this podcast. It's really for me to talk to myself with the context of like already semi-knowing without having to explain shit all the time, you know? Anyway, 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 like, this girl was talking about psychedelics or whatever, Tommy's, Tommy's telling me about it, and I'm like, cool, whatever, but kind of rolling my eyes, but kind of being like, yeah, you know, it's, that's what it's all about, that's what it's all about, it's like seeing life from a different perspective and just changing the, changing the avenues um, a little bit, you know, and I will say, like, drugs as a whole has, um, I don't think it's just my tolerance build-up because, like, I say I take, like, long breaks or whatever and whatever. It's just, like, I have been trying to meditate a lot, and I do meditate more, and I'm more spiritually connected than I have been before. And in a in a crazy way, like, I can't believe it, but it's really true. Like, being spiritually connected and being grounded are the same thing. And so I feel both of those. So when I take drugs, it's not as crazy and effective as it was before. But I can access that if I wanted to. You know what I mean? That's the really cool thing is I know I'm not numb because can sit here in this bath and really access the same crazy, like, wavy emotion that I did when I was a teenager and took drugs, but I don't have to be there. I can shift over to a more grounded sense because of meditation, and I think that the way my mind has changed and evolved as I've grown is really beautiful, and I know that's partly biological and partly just, you know, growing up and, I don't know, you know, like the brain development or whatever, but I know a part of that is because of my own work that I've done to meditate and to incorporate spiritual practice into my life. And there's one thing I'm really grateful for about this life, and that's the fact that I have made it a, you know, I've made it common practice, and I've made it a point to really incorporate that into my life, everyday life, not with drugs, just meditating every day, 10 minutes before work, 30 minutes after work, you know, an hour in the morning on the weekends, like kind of a thing. And it's really, really benefited me. And I wish more people would do it because I feel like we would have such, like, a compassionate, a more compassionate society compared to where we are right now. If people took time to just really, and really it's taking care of yourself. It's not about other people. You know, I think people act out when they feel like their needs are not met. They act out when they feel like they're not good enough or there's an internal issue or they feel like they they are not wanted or whatever and they act out in the world and they do crazy things and like sometimes these people who feel this way are born into wealth and power or whatever so then they really really fuck shit up and if only it were common practice to sit with yourself and to love yourself to sit in a warm bath whatever your warm bath may be if it was you know, reading, writing, listening to music, creativity, creating art, woodworking, I don't know, just whatever brings you that, I'm sorry, that peace, do it, because I'm telling you, it's going to make you a better person, not just to yourself, but to the people around you, to the world, and it's going to change how you interact with the world. Stress 
is not always a bad thing. Stress can be a push, a motivator, and, and help you, you know, achieve what you can really achieve because you have a little fire under your belt, or I mean, your belt, a little fire underneath you. But um, that only works if you have a solid core, if you have a solid core understanding of who you are, why you're here, and you're confident. You know, the heat otherwise, if you don't have that solid core, it's just going to blow you up into ashes. It's kind of just going to make you drift away, you know? So, um, yeah, bless you. Bye.